framing up uh, mindfulness, establishing mindfulness, the ability to bear things in mind, and uh, working through the process of, of language. What do we mean by mind, anyway? Uh, why is mindfulness of body? What's that got to do with the mind? How, is, how do you affect your mind, your mental states with your body? How does that work? Uh, mm. So this particularly this relationship between body and mind is a characteristic of at least Buddhist meditation. Yeah. The Buddha's enlightenment was dependent upon his recognition of the primacy of uh, a replete and fulfilled embodied state. Mm sitting peacefully, feeling cool, feeling comfortable, uh, and experiencing breathing in and breathing out. Very simple, clear, unfettered, embodied state. His enlightenment is based upon that. After many years of uh, approaching practice from perhaps a more uh, classically or even dogmatically theoretical position, of uh, getting the mind out of the body into some hyper state or some transcendent state uh, after years of doing that and the trajectory that takes one upon <coughs> beginning to just touch into and guess and experiment and play and reckon well, maybe the answer is in this body that I've been trying to get out of for years <laughs> Because he didn't actually know what the body was, <laughs> like most of us probably have a, a particular uh, idea or notion of what the body is, um, we assume that's it, and we have a notion of what the mind is, and we assume that's it, and these two are very separate realms, and it's true, uh, on that level they are very separate, a thought is very different from a bone. <laughs> uh, mm. But in the embodied state, this is where uh, kaya, embodied, the body as kaya, as this uh, felt experience, and mind as citta, the effective heart sense, these are not separate. Mm. Um, So the meeting place of these, most apparent meeting place of these is feeling, Mm. vedana. What uh, unpleasant physical feeling gives rise to unpleasant mental feeling. You just don't have to think about it. <laughs> yeah. Also in terms of, uh, we might say, impulse or intentionality. Not considered intentionality, but impulse. Chetana. What, uh, when there's a bodily impulse, there's a characteristic emotional tremble with that, jump with that. When there's an emotional, psychological, could say classically, chitta jumps, body jumps. We, we shut, we close, we tighten. And similarly, of course, when we release, when the body releases, the chitta also releases. It, it, when we feel befriended, safe, comfortable, ah, you know, and that's taken to the body, the body also releases. Mm. 
And that's the the fundamental axis of um, release and, and clearing of hindrances. Uh, as it said, you know, when the body is comfortable, relaxed, then the mind is happy. A happy mind is naturally concentrated or samadhied into samadhi. This is very crucial um, to get that bit. Uh, as it's said, when one lives freely in, within the, the moral domain, with the ethical domain, one feels the happiness of that, the, the unfettered quality of that, one feels gladdened. When one feels gladdened, uh, refreshed, one body begins to relax. And if one body relaxes and feels comfortable, then one's jitta, one's mind, one's heart also feels settled. This is samadhi. So this this process, and so in fact it's quite seamless, the precept, the moral realm and the embodied realm seamlessly connected. And, you know, one of the things we are uh, really, what I am trying to encourage in terms of practice and in terms of explanation, even in terms of language, is, um, you know, this this very significant and I feel essential resonance between body as felt, as directly felt, not as perceived or conceived, but as directly felt, and heart-mind as directly felt. As is said, all dhammas converge on feeling. All dhammas converge on feeling. That is, dhamma, any, any moment of direct conscious experience, any moment of that, is called a dhamma. Whether it's painful or pleasant, skillful or unskillful, any moment of that is called a dhamma, a direct experience, and uh, that is felt. So everything has to pass through that gate of feeling. Yeah. And feeling, as in the, the sutta presents, yeah. feeling is headed by something concentrates, something fixates, not necessarily skillful upon that feeling, and that process should be uh, supervised by mindfulness. Um, uh, wisdom should have authority over it, and then it leads to liberation and uh, called merging in the deathless consummation in Nibbana. So a process whereby through the direct feelingness and the importance of touching that and then framing it properly, supervising it, this process of of the the release, the consummation from the differentiated state whereby we feel there's me and my mind, there's me and my body, my thoughts, you know, broken up, it differentiation ceases and then there's rest okay so that's perhaps a lot there conceptually but I just sort of throw that in and uh, perhaps little pieces of it you can explore and remember and come back to over the course of the week but again just to go back to the fundamental piece that I I, uh, see as as the core of, of Practice is the sympathy, 
connection, the resonance between citta and body. And, you know, one of the main problems being the disconnect between those. Mm. So, for many people, mind is the abstract. Mind is the abstractor. We go into the abstract virtual world of future, time, past, duty, obligation, should, could, might, maybe, what will happen if, and where's that? And how much time is spent processing that and dealing with that? And it's nobody's fault, is it? That's, that's the way the world is, the society is. And yet we have that potential. And we definitely have that potential. And we can do good with it. We can do skillful things with it. We can plan skillful deeds. We can, yeah. But then it gets out of hand and the envy can't switch the thing off. <laughs> and then how does that feel? <laughs> Why do you meditate? Isn't it because of that? <laughs> yeah, because of that, oh God, shut up, you know. <laughs> Where am I anyway? Because we're just living out in the virtual and, uh, you know, where's the joy? Where's the comfort? Where's the rest? Where's the ease? Where's the love? Where's the warmth? Yeah. It isn't out there, is it? In that. Yeah. Now, that's part of our lives. I'm not denying that. But, you know, could that be like 10%? <laughs> or at least something we, we commute to it rather than live in it. <laughs> and then you can also come back home again at the end of the... <laughs> If, if, well, anyway, on retreat, surely there's a good chance to reset. And uh, so, yeah, the mind can abstract. Chitta can do that. It can produce these abstractions. Uh, but um, for meditation, you don't, you want to keep that quite light and really just use abstractions to say, to point back to direct. So this is the process called Vitaka Vichara. You bring up a thought. How am I now? Where's my body now? What's happening in my hands now? How's the overall sense of my body now? How's the feeling, sensation of sitting on a cushion or chair, feet on the floor? How is that? That's, that's, that's the abstract, isn't it? That's a concept. And then directly point to, hmm, how is that? The feeling. You know, direct, which is a resonant, vibrant experience. Not only pleasant, maybe mildly pleasant, neutral, mildly unpleasant. Yeah, if it's within the range of, you know, okay, that's good enough, just for reference point. Vitaka vichara, vitaka pointing, vichara handling, assessing. Vitaka the finger, and um, vichara the palm of the hand. Just holding it, sampling it. How is that? This it we call this is you say this is you know, this is meditation. It's just doing this. This is the doing bit of it. Yeah. And it doesn't have to be that refined. You don't have to focus on something that tiny. Yeah. <clears throat> Particularly, you know, when one's coming out of a major impact and overload, you really don't want to put you know be pushing needles across the floor you know with, with your chitta trying to sense subtle things you want to get it like pretty obvious 
you know, the size of a football or something like that. <laughs> you know, a fairly big lump that you just bounce off. How's that? How's that? How's that? Till you get your system gets, you know, enough, gets fit enough to, to, to handle subtler qualities. So we don't go too fast. You know, slow it down. Be simple. Be stupid. Mm. <laughs> uh, and I, you know, and just get quality of what actually is this body anyway as a felt experience. Mm. Now there are two. Uh, domains of of feeling and the one we're probably very conscious of is sensation that is tactile isn't it that which you know you feel the weight of your body on the floor your feet on the ground or sensations in your body yeah we we can do that that's an obvious place of feet of of where uh, we get direct experience the other is more internal and uh, this is the realm the Buddha seemed to recommend and more, more closely mirrors and resonates with citta, which is, we call it, somatic sense, internal sense, the sense of whether the body feels tight or loose, whether it feels you feel numb places, empty places, or the whole body feels internally vibrant, rich, all there, you know, and you know that whether you're whether the body feels safe or whether it feels slightly on guard, tensed up, whether it feels pressurized, and often our, our language mirrors this, you know, get off my back. Whether well, there's anybody on your back physically, but somatically, there is, you know, all choked up in your throat or closed in your chest, and these refer to very common experiences that are not about sensation they're about somatic experience and that somatic experience is a mirror and a a very unerring mirror of what's happening to your chitta far more accurate than you think Hmm. far more accurate than one's thought because one's thought is abstracted uh, and very often what occurs in it, why the, what abstraction is about is actually getting away from the feeling. <laughs> you know, why does it happen so, so much? Part of it is because of necessity. You know, we've got to think things out. Uh, but then when you, there's no necessity, why does it keep going? Because actually it's getting us away from that tangled up, numbed, constricted, or just, place we don't really know so we that we mind generates this abstractions as some place to go some place to be and fantasies and plans and so forth can take places a place we can go to for comfort for security for i've got it figured out i know what i'm doing everything's yeah sorted that out there's firm ground yeah there's firm ground yeah, you sure? You know, <laughs> it's as firm as Kleenex tissues. It looks pretty firm until you put your finger on it, and then pop. <laughs> you know? But because there's such a requirement for firm ground, for basis, for stability, 
Uh, and when it's not there in the somatic sense, then it's going to get there in the abstracted sense. So it provides, I'm okay, you know, on this, I'm that, on the other, I've got this, I'm sort, you know. But it's always busy keeping, because it's so ephemeral. That's why the seeking ground in the abstracted realm requires continual input of affirmation and checking things out and ironing out this and sorting out that and remembering this and becoming that, you know. Because it's not firm, it's innately not firm, it's not the ground. Oh, and then we come down into the body, wow, here's the train wreck, you know. (laughs) Doesn't feel very firm. (laughs) But there is hope. (laughs) So we say, in here somewhere, the the Buddha says, in this very body, with its consciousness and perceptions, is where the whole thing arises, the world arises, manifests, and comes the rest, ceases. Now where is that? Mm. Mm. Framing up the body, first of all, the most obvious places we can frame up is just the sensation body. Getting comfortable standing, walking, sitting, reclining. Lying down, feeling the pressure of the shoulders on the ground and the sense of, oh, that's rather nice, you know. Standing, feeling the ground beneath your feet and really resting your toes and like a, like a monkey, you know, just spreading your feet into the ground. Oh yeah, there's that. You get your sitting position such that when you sit, you feel the entire weight of your body descending through the pelvis through the feet into the ground, and you think, oh, yeah, that's there, settled, sat, you know. And these can be like, you know, 10 minutes or so, five minutes, 10 minutes. You want to touch into the places where the ground unfolds yeah, for you. You don't have to keep doing it. A little bit of doing, which is pointing to it, but then it unfolds for you. Oh yeah, there it is. Uh-huh. And can the chitta, the heart, the receptivity, awareness is another word for chitta, can that open to that simplicity? You know, which is not particularly exciting, interesting, progressive. You know, it doesn't go anywhere, it doesn't develop anything, it's just there. Uh, and it was resonating, here's the safe, here's the thing I don't have to do, here's the thing that's not an issue, here's the thing that's not a person. Yeah. Uh, yeah. That's that's good, that's nice. Yeah. <clears throat> and that particularly just filling in that range of experience, that stratum, that foundational stratum of, of experience. And for sure, you know, that's there, most of us, most of the time, I'm sure, you know, that we say that's the baseline. Most of us don't really get to that baseline. We, we start on, on floor two. Yeah. <laughs> we start on the second floor and move up. We start on the floor of here I am, how am I feeling today, what I'm going to do about it. And we move up yeah, into, into activities that are volitional. I decide, I figure, I, dis- I determine, 
I make happen, I avoid happening, the volitional sense. That's actually the second floor, <laughs> or even the third floor. <laughs> Where, where's the foundation? Yeah. And the foundation is non-volitional. And that's its restful quality. Oh. And getting uh, one's uh, energy, one's attention, one's faith to open to that. It's pretty humble, so what? Just, just, you know, just open to it a little bit more. Because there's certainly the, the, I'm sure, the tendency for most of us is towards doing doing something that will improve our lot. Anywhere on earth, spiritually doing things, whatever, you know, doing something to to improve our our state, our condition. And yeah, that's part of it. That's part of it. That's that's second and third floor. Where's the ground? Where's the... That's why a word like faith is significant. Faith doesn't mean belief, it means we trust. We don't know, we trust, we open to. Faith is something you don't, you don't uh, have to, you don't redo really it. Something gives rise to that. It's an opening. And the significance of that, the, again, the Buddha saying, the doors of the deathless are open for those who can bring forth their faith. Listen. And the primacy of faith is it's not deserved, it's not earned, it's not achieved, it's not made, it's resting in the given. Deeply humbling and wonderfully fulfilling. Now the given is both clearly, you know, this sense of embodiment and returning to that. Uh, first sign is sensation and simple, non-conflictual, easy to handle sensation. Sitting, standing, walking, reclining, movement. More rewarding is the somatic sense internalized mm, begins with something kind of right on the edge where there is sensation which is breathing there's certainly sensation associated with breathing and we track that the expansion of the chest 
the flush of air flowing through the respiratory tract, the flexing of the abdomen, any of that, all ideally all of that, or as much of that to give one good traction on sensation, subtler sensation. Hmm? What it takes. that becomes possible. And behind that, the sense of, uh, of an energy when we breathe out, with the out-breath comes the sense of releasing, softening, diffusing. With the in-breath comes the sense of sharpening, brightening, energizing. That's exactly what it does. You know, clearly, you know, you, medical school or whatever, you find out there's oxygenation of the blood and so forth through the lungs, but you don't see that, you don't know that, you don't feel that. What you feel when you breathe in is what? Take a long one. Yeah. What do you feel when you when you breathe out? Take a long one, take a complete one. Just want like you want to empty every last every last microbe of air out of your body. Well, perhaps not every last one. <laughs> I mean, it's not supposed to be pushing, but just release, 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 release. What do you what have you felt there? And how it comes back, and what it's like to allow the breath to come be pulled in involuntarily without you doing it and allowing it to fill up completely till it knows it's full and then what it takes to allow it to empty slowly completely in its own way without me doing it just allowing say any more any more finished any more Now before we meditate, we put that word into play because the word itself is uh, strongly nuanced. Eyes closed, focus attention, just get round to uh, walking around, you know, tracking breathing. Sitting there just like you're doing a simple examination. You know, how is it? So you're knowing what to look for. Make it something that is, uh, that you, you've, you've begun to, oh, that, oh, that bit, yeah. yeah. That bit. Of course. <laughs> and yet, so easy to overlook. And what do we mean when we when I say something like you know core or core presence of body? Is that you now clearly we have a uh, again we have the sensation structure which is probably bone, 
sense of that skeletal structural experience, the heavy stuff. Yeah, that's that's in terms of sensation. You say that's your that's your that's your fundamental core, isn't it? And the soft stuff kind of packed around it and in, within it. Okay, have you got that? Is that all there? Spine, shoulder between the bl- shoulder blades, neck, cranium. Does it all line up? Arms, is it all there? And then within that something else which is actually far richer the somatic presence of the body something like softer warmer i say this is where the language of the elements becomes pertinent a sense of groundedness of firmness where's that it's everywhere really is it a bone? No. What is it? It's the very texture of body felt. Earth. Motility. Air. Everything is moving and flexing in there. Particularly in line with the breath, the breathing, warmth. It's a warm thing. It has, with its caloricity, it's physically warm and physically cool. We can we can track it in terms of warmth. We could say track it in terms of of fire as vitality. It's not very vital. It's quite stagnant. There's a lot of vitality in this area, or it shoots up here, or it's in... And as these, through breathing, this vitality begins to fan out and spread through the entirety of the felt body. And it's deeply pleasant. This would say is your, you know, your core presence. And, uh, you know, it's like anything organic, it doesn't, it doesn't just happen at a finger snap, but it can grow, it can spread, rather like a slow sunrise, rather like a plant gradually rising and turning towards the light. You don't s- snap into it, but you can coax, you can yield, you can tune into it. Vitaka, point, question, handle, sense, again. Pause. This is a long conversation with the body, and every conversation requires silence. Uh-huh. Wait, how is that? Would you say it's agreeable, disagreeable, tense, relaxed, withheld, shapeless, flowing out, wobbly, shaky? How would you sense that? It's pausing, listening in, and not fixing it, but actually that very process of addressing, not fixing, not changing, not building, not progressing, but just bearing it in mind, it begins to stabilize itself. This is the, the beauty 
there's, there's the voluntary, which is determined, decisive, we point, we ask. There's the involuntary, it happens. It begins to respond to our attentiveness. It wants to unfold. It wants to stabilize. It wants to come into fullness. We take the opportunity to be a midwife to that, to to um, bear presence with that. And like any other process of, uh, in such a line, it's got to be accompanied by, you know, an increasing quality of goodwill, easeful, supportive companionship with one's body and with one's embodiment. Okay. So let's just pause on the the verbals for a while and let the silence go into the silence and we'll have a uh, if you want to wriggle around a bit loosen up say we'll have a 15 minute or so sit together just trying to see if any of that makes sense and can be directly felt and there'll be some time for some walking and